0: we glorify you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. When that loved one went home would be the Lord, you were faithful. Oh, when that situation arose on our job, you were good to us. Father, every, at every turn in every area of life, we can look back and we can see your faithfulness and your good hands. How? If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, we would have perished. Ha ha. When our life was hung in the balance, when we were weighed in the balance, your blood spoke on our behalf. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord. We give you glory. All of our life, Lord. All of our life. Thank you, Father. And Father, not just have you been, you are good. And you are faithful. And so as we enter into this year, Father... We declare your faithfulness and your goodness shall be upon us. Goes before us, is in us and upon us, and is our rear guard. We're surrounded by your goodness. We're surrounded by your faithfulness. You're a covenant-keeping God. And we thank you for it, Father. We give you praise in Jesus, Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, you may be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know... This isn't our subject tonight, but there's a, a word that's used in the Old Testament, and uh, it's a Hebrew, ancient Hebrew word that uh, Hebrew scholars tell us really had no place in, uh, in had no meaning in just, just secular writing, I mean, writing outside, uh, just usage. In other words, it wasn't used a whole lot. It got its real meaning when it, its relationship to God, and it is a word that is hard to translate in the English language. It, it talks about the the goodness of God, His loving kindness, His tender mercy. But it is a word that attracts. Uh, I, I guess the the closest thing in the New Testament would be the word agape, which God is love. Okay, it, the, the Old Testament word is spelled h e c h e s e d, and uh, Ever how you would say that the H has that harsh, you know, he a seed, you know, type thing, but it, it it's a word that because it is of God, it attracts other things to it—mercy and truth. The word mercy there is that word truth coming to it, but it speaks of the covenant, the covenant aspect of God that God is already ahead of time, that He's ready to do things for His people. He's ready. He's a God of grace. Grace provides ahead of time, you know, but it, it's a word that, uh, that encompasses what we're singing about all of our life. He has been faithful Amen. all of our life. He's been so, so good. That's because God, that's who God is. And, uh, someone in trying to, uh, someone in trying here just recently, i studied this many years ago, but here just recently got some new material, some fresh with some fresh looks at this, this subject and it's, uh. Uh, something that I'm still studying, but someone in their book uh, made a statement concerning what this is, and uh, I'll paraphrase it because I'm not going to quote it uh, verbatim because I don't. I've read it several times, but I still haven't got uh, because he mentions it a couple other times. The book it says it's a little bit different, but it, it's that aspect. It's, it's that aspect that says this when he, speaking of God upon whom we have <clears throat> no claim or we have no right to ask anything, gives us everything. Thank you, Lord. Amen? That's what, God, that's what we're talking about. All of our life, he's been faithful. Yeah. Even when we've been unfaithful, <clears throat> many times, you know, there's, there's probably story, we could take story after story here tonight, how that we should have been dead. Yeah. Or we should have been in that situation. Or we should have lost it all. Or we should have, but something, God, was faithful. Somebody somewhere was praying for us, and God was faithful to answer their prayers. Amen? And he's been good to us, but he not only has been, he, re- he remains good. Isn't that right? <coughs> Excuse me, let me get, me drink, get a drink of this water. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, 2020, you know, Greg was talking about how old he was when Pastor Mrs. Hayden got married there in 1965. I was about ready To turn, let's see, I was about ready to turn five years old in a couple weeks after that. So I was a little bit older than him. Amanda was two weeks from being born, just about. She wasn't even born yet. But uh, I know in all the years now, 39 and a half years that I've been a Christian. You know, if you'd asked me back there in some of those days, if we'd ever seen the year 2020, I'd say, there is no way. I was like the Apostle Paul. He's coming quickly. And I still believe he's coming quickly. And I, I know why he's not, because we've got so many people that need to hear, you know. Uh, but, uh, uh, I mean, it's just amazing to me that I've, you know, I've had a, in my office, I've had a 2020 calendar since, uh, actually since last year. In, uh, since last January, I got it, and ha- have it in my office. <clears throat> because we're scheduling things, you know, already scheduling things out and have to get ready for the year ahead of things in that, in that way. And so, I just thank God for that, that we have gotten to this place, it's amazing to me, you know, thinking Jesus coming back, you know, soon, and, you know, I don't know what, uh, you know, the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour, right, we can know the time and the season, I think we're in the season, but uh, someone else said quit, everybody quit guessing which day it is, because no man knows, because that way if he comes back on your day, you can say, see, I predicted it, and the Bible says no man knows, so. Every time somebody predicts a day, it can't be that day. I'm imagine, well, it's not that day, right? Can you believe it's been 20 years ago since Y2K? That's crazy. The world was going to end, right? All the computers were going to shut off. What were we going to do? We're going to do what we always do. How are, what are we going to do in 2020? We're going to live by faith. Amen. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. And uh, there's so many scriptures. Turn to Romans chapter 1. Habakkuk 2, 4 says, behold, his soul, which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith, live by faith. You know, there's going to be a lot of opportunities in the year 2020. There's going to be a lot of battles to fight in the year 2020. There's going to be a lot of victories to gain in the year 2020. How are we going to do that? It's going to be by faith, by living by faith. Now, not having faith events, but living by faith. Now, there's times that we have events. Thank God that God steps in when uh, we get ourselves in, in certain situations and he steps in to help us. <clears throat> but we live by faith. And the reason we do that is because the, the power of God is in his word. Look at Romans 1, 16 and 17. I'm reading from the King James. I may take a few King James words out here as I go along. but For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. 1 John chapter 5 says, the, who is he that overcomes the world? Who is he? It's the person who's living by faith. Faith is what's going to cause us to win. Now notice here that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. How do we partake in that? We have to believe. Well, that's talking about faith. Salvation there just doesn't mean we get a ticket to heaven. Salvation there means everything you need in this life and the life to come. Right? (coughs) Did you know that healing is part of our salvation? Absolutely. Divine healing and health is part of our salvation. It belongs to us. Also, uh having our needs met is part of our salvation. Needs met what? In any area of life you can think of. Having your needs met, Jesus has bought and paid for. But how do we partake of it? We have to do it through faith. Faith is the avenue through which God has designed for us to partake of what salvation has been uh, that, that salvation has already been provided. To us, And this is important that the just, those who are declared right with God, live by faith. So important that it's found four times in the Word of God. I mentioned Habakkuk chapter 2, Romans 1. Look at Galatians chapter 3. We might just do a drive-by on some of these scriptures. Is that all right? Because i got a lot to get to, want to cover. But i just got four simple points tonight. Number one, the just shall live by faith. How are we going to have victories this year? By living by faith. Amen. And you know, you're supposed to have victory. We are victorious in Christ. Why? Because he is victorious here in Galatians three, just look at verse 11 there, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. We can't get right with God by keeping rules. Can we? No, the law came to show us that we couldn't keep up we could not match God's holiness. We could not match God's laws. We could only, we could only uh, you know, get to a certain point. God, God put the blood sacrifice of the animals in place to cover sin and to show us that law was given to lead us to the one who could free us, and that's Jesus Christ. All right? And so here he says, how are we going to live? Then by faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Here's the fourth time that this statement is made. And so, you know, any time in the Word of God that something is repeated over and over, it must be important. Right? Now, again, notice it didn't say we're going to have faith events. Now we might, But we don't live by that. Okay? How many, of you know, how many of you know you just don't eat a big Thanksgiving dinner and live, live on it? You got to eat every day, right? Okay? And uh, we won't get into eating what, what you're supposed to eat. But I'm just saying, it's not just an event. It has to be something you do every day. So faith is the same thing. It's not just an event that we have. We live this way. We'll talk about some things. How how do we release our faith? How do we live in faith? We'll talk about it. Verse 38 here of Hebrews 10. Now the just, that's those who are the righteousness of God in Christ, not in ourselves, but in Christ, shall live by faith. If any man draws back, my soul has no pleasure. See, we don't draw back. Faith is a lifestyle that's moving forward with God. I'll just say that. Faith is a lifestyle that moves forward. Now, an, another scripture that's close to that is uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Don't take time to turn over. there, but Maybe they uh, can put it up there. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith. You could say, for we live by faith, not by sight. So faith faith involves operating in a realm that might be Outside of the realm what we can see all the time. I know one of my favorite new songs that I like to listen to is called Waymaker. And in there, there's a, there's a little riff in there that says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. What is that? I'm not living by sight. I'm living by faith. Right? Faith. That that even though, why? Because God said it. Now, how many of you know, you know, if someone said something to you, Made you a promise. You don't always have it in your hand. They might have promised you something. You don't always have it. But have you ever told somebody that I, that so-and-so given me something? So-and-so is going to give me this. Now, how do you know? Well, they said they would. Well, if you can believe their word, how much more can we believe God's word? Amen. If he said he's going to give us something, he's going to give it to us. Amen. See, that's faith. I don't have it. I can't see it. But I have his word on it. See, that's living by faith. Living according to To that word we know this you're there in hebrews still look at hebrews chapter 11 Verse 6 without faith. It is impossible to please god Now when he talks about he's not talking about uh pleasing god to get to heaven He's talking about living a life. That's pleasing him. Jesus said I do always those things that please the father Well, if jesus lived a life that pleased the father we ought to live a life that pleases the father. But look here in Hebrews eleven six. but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Listen here to the, the Williams He says for where there is no faith, it is impossible truly to please him for the man who draws near to God must believe that there is a God and that he proves himself a rewarder of those who earnestly try to find him. See, without faith. So, if we're to live by faith, if we're not living by faith, we're not living a life pleasing to God. Okay, and so uh, it doesn't mean that mean you're going to hell. Okay, but it doesn't mean our life is pleasing to God here on this earth. And that we want to live. We want to live a life that is pleasing to God because He's given us everything, even though we deserve nothing. Look at Romans chapter fourteen and verse number twenty three. Now I want to read this from the Amplified Bible, the Amplified Classic tonight. I don't know if, we'll, if, if I guess we'll keep calling it the Classic. I don't know. If the, I hope they don't ca- start calling it the Old Amplified Bible. But, Amen. All right, Romans fourteen, verse twenty three, says this in the Amplified Classic. But the man who has doubts, misgivings, and uneasy conscience about eating and then eats perhaps because of you stands condemned before God because he's not true to his convictions and does not act from faith for whatsoever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin. And whatever is done without a conviction of its approval by God is sinful. Now you say, well, how, how can that be? now we're talking about Bible faith here, right? Not just natural human faith. You know, every one of you, uh, every one of us here tonight have already, have already operated in what we might call natural human faith. When you came in here tonight, uh, you sat down in that chair. It took faith to do that. Why? You believe that when you sat down, the chair would, would hold you up, right? right? How many of you really didn't even think about it? Probably all of us didn't. think. I'm just going to sit down. Why? Well, you have experience. You know, it's possible to have so much experience with God. We don't even think about it. We just live this way automatically. Hallelujah. Live in faith automatically. Well, if God said it, that's it. Amen. That's it. Right? Now, I could have told, you know, they could, uh, you know, they could tell, well, just go ahead and sit down and try to trick you. That'd be mean when it? come to church and they're trying to trick me. Sit me in a seat that's not going to hold me up. We wouldn't do that around here. All right? But... You know that could happen, but no see god 's not trying to trick us he 's not holding something out in front of us and saying, "Here, come do this, and it 's going it 's a trap right. see we can believe him why wow, he 's good he 's good all the time now, the reason that it, because faith is our third point, so number one, the just shall live by faith. number two, without faith it 's impossible to please God, and then with that, if it 's not from faith it 's sin now the reason that is is because Number three, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What's the source of faith? It's God's word. Look at Romans chapter 10. Romans the 10th chapter. It's impossible. Brother Hagin used to say this all the time. It's impossible to believe God beyond what you know. And then he would say this. So so then faith begins where the will of God is known. When you know what God's word says about it, that's God's will. And when what God said, he will do. You know, the, the psalmist said, I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Joshua said, as he came end his days, he said, not one good thing. That all, that all that God promised us has failed to happen. Every promise has come to pass. Well, has God changed? No. We got a better covenant established on better promises. See, God, he's not a liar. Here a few weeks ago, uh, well, last time I was here, I think we talked about the word of God. God's not a man that he can lie. We can trust his word. And, that, and it is the source of faith. So when we know what God's will is, then we can choose to believe it. But that, that word is infused, if you will, with the faith of God. With faith and, and, and to believe. Now look here in Romans 10, 17, just so you see it. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. <clears throat> what do we hear? The word of God. Now, faith doesn't come by hearing. in my opinion. Okay. The Bible says this. Says, Let God be true and every man a liar. Now, I've, you know, I know a lot of folks that they don't believe in certain things. I don't care what you believe, what you don't believe. If the Bible says it, I don't have a choice. Amen. I can't side with you. I'll get what you're getting. Why would we want to agree with folks that aren 't getting it well it doesn 't work i do 't want to agree with it doesn 't work folks. Why would I agree with you then i'm going to be i 'm going to be with you yeah, there you go. see it doesn 't work. No, this does work okay and it's, and it 's through this avenue of faith, all right so the just shall live by faith we 're to live by faith Christian without faith it 's impossible to please God where does this faith come from from hearing? And hearing the word of God. now not having heard, but hearing, continually hearing. And I will say this. You have to make a decision to believe. Do you remember when they came and told Thomas, we've seen the Lord? He said, I will not believe until I touch. He made a decision not to believe what they said. Were they telling him the truth? Absolutely. You know, you can choose not to believe. And I don't care how long you hear the word of God, if you don't believe it's the truth... You'll, there's no faith deposit made. You won't have any faith. You have a lot of knowledge, maybe, but if you don't, if you choose not to believe it, then you'll never be able. You won't ever be able to. First of all, speak it in faith. Second of all, act on it. And that brings us to point number four: faith is released in two main uh, areas. Number one, what we say, our speaking, and number two, our actions, or what we do. You could say it this way: speaking and action, or saying. And doing, and really both are important. We won't make uh, one more important than the other. Sometimes you know we magnify certain area to to, to teach on it, and that's fine. But uh, you know, somebody asked me a question here again th- the other day. I hadn't had him asked. They they messaged me. They're getting ready. To, they're it's a, uh, one of our graduates from school, Raymond School, and he's getting ready to preach a message. He's talking about. He said what? He said what are some examples that you use talking about? He, he used the term. Positive confession. I hadn't heard that for a long time. Positive confession, and what that means is just saying, saying on the not always talking about the negative, but talking about the positive. You know, God's promises are yes and amen. When you go to His Word, it's yes. It's not. It's not no. If it is no, then you don't have any. We don't have any business believing it anyway, right? We don't want. We don't want that. But in, in, in relationship to that. I thought about that positive, a positive confession. Well, if you're going to have a positive confession, you're going to have to say what God's word says about your situation. And so let's talk about that. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. There's an attitude of faith. What do I mean by attitude? Well, you know what an attitude is. An attitude is your mental, the mental, uh, your mindset entering into any situation. How many of you had? How many of you've had children? You've you've raised children. They ever have a bad attitude? Yeah. All right. And uh, you know they needed an attitude adjustment sometimes. Sometimes you even said to them, "You need to adjust your attitude." Somebody I heard one lady in the church one time talking about. She was testifying about her uh, her husband about her fa- her boys and her husband that uh, they were working down in this this. Uh, uh, This old, it was a pond, used to be a pond, but it was dried up. And so one of them had driven a tractor down in there, got it stuck. They ended up with three tractors stuck in that pond. (laughs) They're trying to rescue, you know, they had, and it was just because it was still wet a little bit and they didn't think it, they thought it was dry enough. They had three tractors stuck down there, had to eventually get a a truck, a big tow truck with a long cable and pull one, pulled them out, you know. And uh, she said, she said, I'll be honest with you. She said, I developed a DRA. I was thinking DRA, DRA, She said dirty, rotten attitude, you know. And sometimes, you know, if we're not careful, boy, in this world, you can get a DRA, you know. I don't know how traffic is over here in Oklahoma City, but I know in, in Tulsa, and nobody knows how to drive. Whew. Not much better here, but you can, get a, you, can get a, uh, you can get a bad attitude. But there's an attitude of faith, glory to God, and it's a good attitude. Look here in Second uh, uh, Corinthians 4, verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, that word spirit, there can be translated attitude, but there's an attitude. There's a spirit about faith. Now, what is it? According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now, here's the thing. You hang around me long enough and listen to me. You'll hear what I believe. Because I will speak it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, the Bible says. You can locate people by listening to them talk. Now, not when we're at church and making, you know, we're trying to make a good, you know, we're trying to, ooh. But I'm talking about when it's, you know, when the, when the, when the rubber is meeting the pavement. And, and the storm's blowing. The wind's raging, you know. When that happens, you can find out what you believe by listening to what you say. I believe Therefore have I also spoken. Now if I believe the word of God, what's going to come out of my mouth? The word. The word's going to come out of my mouth. When Jesus was tempted, when he went into the wilderness and the devil tempted him, he came, what came out of his mouth? It is written. It is written. He spoke what the word of God said. You and I can do the same thing. That's living by faith, see? Speaking what God's word says. Now look at Mark chapter 11. Jesus d- did this. And this is what, you know, now it's kind of interesting, you, some, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about the faith of God because God is, you know, God is the source of faith. And so, but there's a God kind of faith. In other words, how does God act? How does God talk? Well, we can find this, you generally see this with God. And gen- I say generally, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a characteristic of God that he speaks what he wants to happen. All right. You ever thought about this, you know, in Genesis one there, it says, you know, that darkness was upon the face of the deep. It was dark. Now, what did God say when he saw that darkness? Let there be light. light, Right. Why? Because he wanted light. Now he divided the day and eventually put the sun and moon and had dark. But when he saw that now, you know, a lot of folks, and this is why we ought to be glad no one's God, but God, (laughs) a lot of folks would say, Ooh, it sure is dark out here it would have stayed dark, wouldn't it? But God didn't want it to stay dark. He wanted it to be light. And literally in the, in the original language of what it was written in the Hebrew, it says light be. He didn't say let there be. He just said light be. And light's still being. Hallelujah. Okay. God speaks what he desires. Now here, after Jesus had spoken to the fig tree and they, they, they said, look, Master, and it, it had withered up. And Jesus said, verse 22, Mark 11, 22 and 23, we're going to read. Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. I've got a note in my Bible. Look over here and it says, or could be translated, have the faith of God. Another translation says, have the God kind of faith. Now, how, what, So what is that Jesus? Well, look at verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, everybody say this, I'm a whosoever. I'm a whosoever. So he's talking to you and I. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Now, again, we're living this way. We're not just all of a sudden running into problems and then trying to say something. No, we live this way. We live by speaking what we desire to happen. Now, in order to, we, you know, we do have to understand we have authority to do this. We don't have time to teach on that tonight. But we have been given the authority to do this. But we have a right to speak to the mountain. What's the mountain? Well, whatever is not of God. That's what the mountain represents here. Whatever needs to be changed. If it's the flu, it could be the flu, it could be the mountain. Right? It could be any, any type of anything. It could be the mountain. We can speak to it in Jesus' name. It could be lack. You know, you've got to, You have you have an unexpected bill. That bill could be the mountain. Speak to it. Now, you're not saying you don't say. I don't have a bill. I don't have no. You have a bill, <laughs> but you could call it paid in Jesus' name. You, you see, that's the difference. Speak the desired result. That bill's paid in Jesus' name. All right, you don't. Some people say, well, you faith people just deny. I had, I had an uncle tell me, well, you, you you just deny, you see a water puddle and deny it's there. I say, no, I just deny the water puddle's right to get on me. Amen. Faith people, they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, step in the puddle. They're going to build a bridge over it. Right. Or they're going to, they're going to jump over it because why we could, we can run through a troop and leap over a wall. Right. In Jesus name. All right. Look at Romans chapter 10 now. See, we're talking about releasing our faith. How are you going to have victories in 2020? By saying the right thing. Saying what God's word says about your situation. Well, I don't know. Well, there's your first step. Go to God's word. Find out what it says. Find out what it says about your situation. And you you may have not looked at that in a while. You may not have studied the, you may not have looked at God's promises concerning God's word concerning healing and health lately. You may not have looked at it concerning uh, meeting all your needs lately. Go back and take time and look at it. God, I know your word is true, but let me remind myself, give myself, you know, listen, you can go to the word and here's, here's an old word. I don't know if, uh, uh but those of us that are, you know, a little bit more experienced in life like me. We used to get, remember this, inoculations. You go to the doctor, get an inoculation. That was a fancy word they used to say so kids wouldn't understand. They're going to get a shot. Right? You're going to get an inoculation. Well, you can get in a, a faith inoculation by going to his word, putting the right thing on the inside of you, putting that word in you. Romans 10, 9. That, if you, thou means you, shall confess with your mouth. Now, notice, didn't say get someone else to say it for you. You say it. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Now, we've used that scripture exclusively almost to the, to the uh, talking about being born again. And yes, yes, if you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess Jesus as your Lord, you become a child of God. If you believe it in your heart. Right. Right. But notice he uses the word saved here. So, again, everything that that word means comes into play. So. That if you believe in your heart, and that God's raising from the dead, you shall be healed. You shall be delivered. You shall be preserved, kept safe. You shall be everything that that word entails. Look at verse ten. Then, for with well, the heart man believes unto righteousness. When I believe, when my spirit man reaches out and believes what the word of God has to say, then I put myself in right place with God. I'm, I'm a, In other words, instead of right, let's say it this way: I put myself in agreement with God. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, which in this case would be agreeing with God. And then with the mouth, I confess what it is I believe that is in agreement with God, that by his stripes I'm healed. Or that my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And not just saying it, not just saying it that, just generally, yes, we generally say it, but looking at it, you know, I don't care, lay your bills out on the table, my God. My God, my God pays, pays this electric bill. My God in Jesus, speak to it. I call you paid in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now when the money comes to pay the bill, don't go, you know, out and eat a fancy dinner when you need to pay your bill. You understand that? You have to be good stewards. We understand that, you know. Because if you're like me, you know, what, you know what the purpose of money is, right? To spend. I have to be careful. You know, if I don't want to spend it, I better not carry it with me. I just like to spend, I like to, whatever. A lot of times buying stuff not just for me. You know what I'm saying. All right. Now, look at Romans chapter 4. Go back to Romans 4 now. Now, the Bible calls Abraham the father of our faith. I wonder if Abraham used his mouth and spoke certain things. Yes, he did. And it's written concerning him here that he was like God in Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Now, how many of you know that, Ab- that God made Abram father of many when he didn't have any? Like, somebody said that once. I thought that was kind of cute. But uh, Ab- he, he went from being Abram. Now he changed his name to Abraham. Father of multitudes. He's not the father of anybody. He didn't have any children. But yet God changed his name. God called him father of of multitude. How is he going to have one if God didn't call him, you see? And he not only become, become the father of, of Isaac, you know, of course, Ishmael, that was a mess and still is a mess. <laughs> but uh, uh, the, but he's, the, he's the father of our faith. He's the father of natural Israel. Okay. But the real seed that was born was Christ. He's the seed. And we are the children of Abraham through faith. Everything God promised Abraham, which is way before the law, for it applies to us today, it's ours today. Because Jesus is the fulfillment of that. But when he didn't have any, God changed, God changed his position and his condition by what he said. Okay? And he says, how did he do that? He, he called him uh, uh, before whom he believed. Even God Who quickens the dead. How Quickeneth is a fancy King James word that means brings life to. How does God insert life into dead situations? By speaking words. Now what does it say here in this verse? In verse 17. And calls things which be not as though they were. How did God insert light into the darkness? He said light be. How did God insert life into Abraham and into Sarah? By calling him the father of multitudes. Okay? See, God used his word. And so he's telling us we can act the same way. Now, I didn't say you were God. You're the child of God. All right? And, you know, the big, of course, you know, uh, people people get upset. You say, well, you're just trying to act like God. Yes, thank you. Thanks for noticing. I'm his child. I'm going to act like him. Now, I'm not, I'm never going to ascend to be God. I'm not going to, uh, that's, you know, uh, that's, that's going over and driving in the ditch. We're not going to be God or just, we're not going to take his place. You know, he's not going anywhere. There's no succession plan in heaven. God's going to sit on the throne forever, Right you understand that? But yet we are to live on this earth like him by faith. What we believe we can say. So we release our faith one way through saying. The second way we release our faith is by acting on what we believe. Now, you know, one of my favorite, Were there, let's stay in Romans 4. Look at verse 18. What did Abraham do? Who against hope believed in hope. In other words, there was no natural reason to believe he's, not, he's, he's 100 his wife's 90. How am I going to have a child? But he believed in another hope, the hope that he got from God's word, that he might become the father of many nations according to the seed, that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Now it wasn't that he didn't pay. He knew his body was dead, but he, he had something greater than that. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, look at this, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. One of the great, greatest ways to act on your faith is to praise God and give glory to God before you ever see it. Amen. Yeah. Thanking God before it, before I ever have it. Father, I thank you. I thank you for it. Now, you know, some of you not, might need a new car. You're, you're going to receive it through faith. If you're going to go that, you know, you're going to have to start thanking God for it. You're going to have to start see, you're going to have to do what? Against hope. I don't have any money to buy a car. Well, against hope, believe in hope. That God can, can get it to you somehow. Right? I know here a few years ago, we were, I was believing God to get my son his first uh, vehicle, you know. He wanted a pickup truck. And so we're believing God, you know. And so uh, I sold I sold my car and was was getting ready to. I was, I was gonna do it and buy him that pickup and I was planning on that ba- actually I was gonna I hadn't really said anything about it, but I would I was gonna ride with my wife back and forth to work if I had to. We're gonna get him that car. Plus it would save us running to high I mean, I, I'm unbelievable how much our life changed when he could drive himself around. But uh, uh I was gonna do it. well. I wasn't believing God for a new car. I was believing for him for this pickup. Right. All right. And somebody said, hey, uh, go out to eat with us after church. We went out to eat. Said, we're going to give you a car I'm still driving. We want to give you that car. I remember a man that said, no, you're not. I said, should be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Gave us that car. Yeah. Well, now I don't need a car. I'd sell the other one and took the money from selling the other one and bought the, bought the truck. My God can supply all of her need according to his riches and glory. Wasn't anything I, I mean, if I looked at my bank account, I couldn't buy a truck. No, couldn't do it at all. But thank God he had a way. He had a way. Amen. And so you don't, you don't limit God. Don't limit God, but just start giving God thanks for it. Giving God thanks for it. All right, one more, let, just let me mention this. There's several places we could go here. But in Mark chapter five, uh, my, one of my favorite stories, and of course, one of Pastor Hagen, he always preaches on this when he does healing crusades. Anthony can tell you out on the road. Mark chapter five, a woman with the issue of blood. I don't know why we call her that, but she came, when she showed up on the scene, she had the issue of blood, but she didn't afterwards. <laughs> but she heard, she, she'd been sick for 12 years. She's unclean. She's been bleeding for 12 years. According to their laws, she's unclean, all right? She'd been to every doctor, spent all that she had, was nothing better, but rather grew worse. But when she heard of Jesus, what she heard changed what she believed. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I can touch him. Now, other translations, one place says she kept on saying. Now, here's the thing. She doesn't have anybody to say it to. Because she's unclean. She's not allowed, allowed other people around her. Except when she goes to the doctor. Then she's got to declare to everybody. Hey, I'm unclean. Get out of the way. So she's not. She's not. Listen. What, when we say speak your faith. We're not saying to tell everybody else. We're saying it's between you and God. Amen. You say it. You say she She's kept on saying. If I can touch but his garment, I shall be made whole. Now, the only thing she lacks is an opportunity. But when she heard Jesus was coming by. She got out there in the crowd. And she made an all in decision because the penalty for being in public without announcing herself was death. She's dying anyway. What's she got to lose? I might as well believe God. A lot of, a lot of us are the same way. What do we got to lose? We might as well just believe God. She came, she fought her way through that crowd. She got a hold of his garment, and she was instantly, he said, immediately knowing that virtue went out of him. Then she came and he said, who touched me? His disciples said, look, master, you're right. You're walking through the crowd. Everybody's reaching out and touching you. Everybody wants to shake your hand. Everybody wants to touch you. But he said, no, somebody has touched me. Why? Because he felt that power went out of him. He looked round about to see her to The the and She came and fell down before him trembling and told him the whole story. She told the reason we have from verse 25 to verse 33 is because she told him the story, what had happened. Now, notice what he said to her in verse 34. He said, he said to her daughter, your faith has made you whole, go in peace and be whole of your plague. Now notice earlier he said power and virtue went out of that power. out. he didn't say it was my power, he didn't say it was God. He said, your faith made you whole. Well, what was the difference? Everybody else touching her and her. She touched in faith. She acted on her faith. Everybody else is just touching now, here's the great thing. If her faith can make her whole, your faith can make you whole, or your, and your faith can meet any need in your life. Yes. Find out what the Word of God has to say about it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, that's enough for tonight. Father, we just thank you for your mighty, holy, blessed Word. Father, we thank you that you've called us to live by faith, and you've given us your Word so that we might know what it is that we have according to your promises and according to your mighty, holy Word. Lord, help us. Lead us and guide us into the scriptures that we need to, to, tip, to talk about the situations that we're in so that we know, Father God, what your word says about it. Father, help us. Holy Spirit, bring things to our remembrance. And Father, we thank you that as we speak your word out, we speak it out in boldness. We speak it fully, believing that it's going to come to pass. And we thank you for it, Father, that no matter what it looks like, the mountain is moving. No matter what it looks like, Father, what, no matter what it feels like, it's going in Jesus' name. We just thank you for it, Father. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory from the moment the amen sounds to the moment that there it is. We'll just thank you and praise you for it. We give you all the honor and glory, Father, in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Hallelujah.